0: "'The manager had waited as long as he could before letting his staff in to clear away the debris of the party. A maid was struggling to remove an unidentifiable stain from one of the rugs. Mary Gibson had left long before the party was over. She had enjoyed herself, but was sad that Montmorency had stayed in his room all evening, and apparently gone to sleep without saying good-night. She knew he was writing down his life-story—' and he had warned her that it might contain shocking revelations. But Mary could imagine nothing that would stop her wanting to become his wife. She had slept well and woken with a warm sense of contentment. After all the dramas of the past few weeks, life was settling down nicely, and though hard work would be needed to help Patterson return to normal, she would relish the effort. She had a purpose and a quiet confidence— that the future would bring a happiness she had hardly dared imagine before. It was a clear, crisp day, and Mary was glad she had put on her warmest coat for the walk across town to the hotel. She was surprised that Montmorency's window was open. Perhaps the chambermaid was just letting in some air while she tidied his room. Mary was hoping that Montmorency's memoir was finished and that today might be the day she learned everything about the man with whom she intended to share her life. Montmorency's son Tom waved to her from the hotel lobby where he was chatting with the bellboy about an article in the local paper. It was yet another feature about the consequences of the huge fire which had left so many Patterson residents homeless. There was a piece about Mary at her soup kitchen and a rave review of a show put on by Fregoli to raise funds for the victims. Even without the costumes and sets that had been lost in the fire, Fregely had managed to persuade the audience that they had seen a rich cast of characters, though he had played everyone himself. At the end of the performance, when Fregely had silenced the rapturous applause to announce that he would be leaving the United States in a few days, he had milked the gasps of disappointment with a flourish of an oversized handkerchief that seemed to appear from nowhere." As Mary entered, Tom called her over to see her picture in the paper. She brushed it away modestly, and asked whether Montmorency was up. "'I'll go and see,' said Tom, but he found the door locked. "'He said he'd help with the lunches today,' Mary shouted up the stairs. "'Shall I wake him?' asked Tom, "'or can I give you a hand instead? "'He must be tired. "'He's been staying up writing every night this week.' Though Mary was anxious to see Montmorency, she couldn't turn down Tom's offer. It would be a chance to spend more time with the young man she hoped would become her stepson. The two of them set off for the centre of town, not looking back to see Montmorency's bedroom curtains fluttering in the icy breeze. Two hours later, Frank began to stir. He had been dreaming about a transatlantic voyage— and when he stood up, he could have believed, from the way the floor was rocking, that he was on board ship. The hotel manager, who was relieved to see the last patch of carpet ready for cleaning, offered to run him a bath. Frank climbed slowly up to the room he shared with Alexander to collect some fresh clothes. Alex had reluctantly moved in with Frank when he had arrived in Patterson and found that Fregoli's troupe had commandeered all the rooms in town. This morning, as usual, his camp bed was neatly folded away. After all the drama of the fire, it hadn't taken him long to return to his old, pernickety ways. Frank assumed that Alex must be up and about somewhere. He couldn't remember seeing much of his brother in the later stages of the party. Maybe he'd taken Mary home and then turned in for the night. Frank lay back in his own bed, only for a moment, just to get his breath back after tackling the stairs. He didn't wake again till four o'clock, when Fregeley thumped on his door. Fregeley had made use of Frank's neglected bathwater, and after a couple of hours in front of a mirror, with his hair oil, nail buffer, tweezers, and cologne, he was looking spruce and dandy. But he was bored after a whole day without his English friends, and he woke Frank to suggest an early supper. They went to Montmorency's room, but it was locked. After rapping and shouting for a while, Fregeli ambled down to ask the staff whether they knew where Montmorency was. No one had seen him all day.